Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about a question from the Facebook group, and you should definitely join the Facebook group. We're almost at 300 people in there. You just go to my main Facebook page and click on the blue subscribe button. It's $4.99 a month, which is less than the podcast subscription, which, of course, you should also do if you want to get the most recent episodes, including Is It All About the Orgasm? Um, And there's probably some new info in there for you about how men versus women and uh, think about the orgasm in sex as well as, um, you know, the relative priority and role of the orgasm in sex. All right, so you should be joining both of those things or rather joining one and subscribing to the other. But either way, the Facebook group member um, asked, do I think that, you know, depression will resolve or that, um, you know, her depression will get better if she were to divorce and remarry because the current marriage is unhappy? Now, you know, it's an interesting question, obviously. The short answer is, unfortunately, what do I always say? There's no free lunch. You um, you know, depression is multi-layered and complex. It has genetic and environmental components. And the environment we're talking about, it, yes, it includes the current environment, but mostly it means the environment in which you were raised. You know, so if you're a depressed a depressed person now, it's most likely that you have a genetic, you know, legacy for depression on one or both sides, as well as were raised by that parent who struggled with depression themselves and therefore had a more negativistic lens and a depressive style, um, more felt like life was joyless. People are out to get them. They deserve, they don't deserve to be happy and taught you that same kind of thing. So there's that cognitive component, but then there's an also super uh, important genetic component that's very biological. And particularly in women, a depression has a huge biological and hormonal component, you know, and it varies over the course of the cycle as well. Women with PMDD, for example, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, are like different people the week or two before their period. They're struggling with massive depression, rage, irritability, etc. So the thing is, what usually happens is that people who are depressive, you know, pick relationships that are not great in the first place, honestly, because they have a negative way of viewing things, then confirmation bias would lead them to pick a partner who kind of doesn't make them feel that good. Because that's how they think about the world is I don't really deserve to be that happy. Nothing really works out. So I'll kind of be with this person that doesn't really make me happy because I don't end up happy. That's like my life story. That's my trajectory. That's what I grew up thinking. Of course, none of this is articulated. This is subconscious stuff. So they, they're in the unhappy marriage and they think, well, kind of forgetting, you know, that they were always really struggling with depression or maybe they didn't see it as depression at the time, but, you know, they've never been a super uh, chipper person, you know, and so then they start to think, well, the, the marriage is bad, so that's, that's situational. Maybe I have situational depression. Everybody loves to have that because, of course, it sounds like it would go away very easily, uh, situational depression, I don't see that much, you know, because, you know, people who are not, do not tend toward depression don't really, um, you know, get that depressed no matter what situation it is. Sure, if they lose somebody, they grieve, but they don't end up with depression. They end up with grief. If they have a trauma, you know, they, they can get pe- people that are, basically the thing is, is if you don't struggle with depression, it's easier for you to uh, role with life's stressors, where if you, whereas if you do, 
you know, struggle with depression and life stressors can be very difficult to roll with. And then you'll always feel kind of, you know, uh, just hurt by everything that happens and uh, rejection sensitive and, and it'll just be kind of worse. You know, everything will feel worse. Every situation will feel like a situation that leads to situational depression. But anyway, so you end up in this marriage and it's not good. You're unhappy. You're yelling at each other or you're not yelling at each other. Maybe you don't yell. Maybe you don't even talk. Whatever the case may be, you start to fantasize, obviously, that the, de- that the depression is due to this marital dysfunction. Now, um, then let's say you divorce the person, right? And then you remarry. And if this is done quick enough, or if the dating and you find a new partner or whatever, if this is quick enough, then you could go, you know, all the way through the end of the honeymoon stage with the next person. Remember, that's 18 months to three years and still think that you were right all along because the depression won't come back. You're in the honeymoon stage. It's real hard to be depressed when you're all doped up on adrenaline and new relationship energy. It's like a super big antidepressant, quite honestly, right? And so... Let's say, so let's say you divorce your husband in, you know, the 2010, right? And then you, you find, so then you're like uh, riding high, you know, on adrenaline. You're dating, you're dating, you're dating in three years. You know, let's say that you meet as, as the kind of the new rush of uh, being single fade, you meet somebody, right? So then you end up at the honeymoon stage with them. So let's say that's 2003. So then up to 2006, you're in new relationship stage with them. And then in 2007, your depression comes back, you know, that's what usually happens. So, I mean, that doesn't sound that exciting or that wonderful, but I'm not here to blow smoke up your ass. So if there are people who think that they could get out of a uh, not even really horrible marriage, but just one that isn't wonderful and that it will cure their depression, yeah, it will temporarily, like like any kind of new exciting phenomenon would, like if you got picked to, you know, have a tremendous promotion and move to Europe, all expenses paid with your family, you probably would take you out of some forms of depression as well while you were in that adrenaline rush. But then biologically, recurrent depression will recur. So then am I saying that if you're a depressive person, then you should just stay miserable in your marriage? Obviously not, you know, and as I said, depression is a huge biological component. It also has a cognitive component. And you can end up being a person who struggles with recurrent depression who is in a happy marriage, you know, and um, this is possible. So some um, people, especially men, especially the men that, uh, you know, troll me on the internet, say, no, no, women can never be happy with anything. And if a woman is depressed, she can never be happily married. Because if she's depressed, then, you know, basically by definition, she's going to hate everything. But then I say, does she hate her kids? Usually not, you know, usually she doesn't. So we always have an example of how that would work if the woman is a mother. So if she likes the kid, at least some of the time, certainly more than she likes you, right? If you are the man in this situation that is saying those things, then you see she can be a woman who is a loving mother but also struggles with depression. She can be somebody in a, a relationship of some you know, sort, especially a close intimate one, such as with a child, uh, and she still is somebody with depression, but within that relationship, she feels fulfilled at least you know, a large percent of the time. So that's the example that you would just, that that is just so easy to disprove that idea that a person with depression can have no good relationships. Of course they can. Usually they have them with the kids. Now, if the depression is massively severe to the point that they're suicidal, they're in bed all the time, they're in and out of the hospital, 
um, then no, they're not going to have very good relationships with anybody. But the majority of people, thank God, are not struggling with depression that is as severe and debilitating as that, but rather with somebody who has you know, more high-functioning depression, who still gets up, still does things, still has a career, still, um, as women have more frequently atypical depression, their mood lifts in response to positive events. You can go back to my podcast on atypical depression to learn more about that. That's just the type of depression that most women have. It doesn't really mean atypical. So if you are somebody who struggles with depression, I've uh, always stated whenever it comes up, I'm somebody who struggles with recurrent depression myself. I'm also somebody who divorced. Am I then not depressed? Do I never struggle with depression anymore now that I'm remarried happily? Well, of course I do. You know, obviously. It's, it's past now. I've been married what is it now? Three years. We've been together five years. So, yeah, I mean, we are not in the honeymoon stage now. So like it's not that first burst of the new dating and the super what the poly people call NRE, new relationship energy, honeymoon stage, infatuation stage, limerence stage, any of these things. So it goes more into the deep attachment stage of the relationship. So that's, by the way, what happens after the honeymoon stage. In case I, I feel like I've talked about this, but anyway, in a relationship that's struggling, then you go, there, there are certain stages. So there's the honeymoon stage, disillusionment, and then there's the uh, acceptance. Now that's in all relationships, but the disillusionment for a more happy relationship can just be kind of like, oh, the person isn't perfect, right? They're not a perfect person after all, you know? Um, but for a very unhappy relationship, it'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm with this person. They're horrible. So that's kind of where I'm at when I see couples and couples counseling is they are always in the disillusionment stage. They wouldn't need me if they were in either of the other stages, certainly not in the honeymoon stage and not in the acceptance stage. And the acceptance stage in an unhappy relationship can be like uh, resignation, you know, but in a happy relationship can be like, oh, yes, this is my life partner. They are not a perfect person. Neither am I. We are a good fit. We are building a life together. So that's just an aside. I mean, maybe I could do more podcasts or something about that, but there's not really much more to say on it. But anyway, so after that heady new love um, initial burst of, you know, the first 18 months to three years of being together, yeah, like you still... And even in that stage, of course, you can still struggle with depression. It's like you you won't, it usually won't be as bad, you know, in the actual new love honeymoon stage. People's depressive episodes are not as bad, but they can still have them, certainly. Especially the physical ones, like the physical symptoms like fatigue, overeating, oversleeping, uh, lead-in paralysis, which means when you just kind of sit there, you could have those a lot more than you're going to have cognitive symptoms, such as feelings of worthlessness, feelings of guilt, perseverating on everything you've done wrong, feeling like the world is a bad place. When you're in a, the honeymoon stage, it kind of prevents you from having those feelings at all. You know, those those cognitive feelings. You're not going to have many cognitive symptoms, but depression is an illness. It's very physical. So yes, like especially as it gets to be the winter if you're seasonally impacted or as it's in the second half of your cycle or the week before your period, depending on how your uh, PMS, PMS is less than PMDD, just premenstrual syndrome. That's the one most people have heard of. You know, depending on how it manifests, you're still going to have that stuff 
even if you're in the honeymoon stage and then after that new relationship energy, very, you know, heady, giddy beginning wears off, then certainly you will be somebody, again, who struggles with these biological symptoms. I'm certainly not saying that people can't be treated for depression. Of course they can, you know, and for some people, therapy helps. For some people, medication helps. For some people, both help. For some people, meditation, exercise. For some people who are treatment resistant, um, not much helps, you know, but it waxes and wanes over the course of your life. And there's usually a period that where it remits. Either way, answering the original question, will being in a happier marriage mean you don't get depressed? Nope, it will not. However, your relationship can be more like one of the relationships that you do not feel is making things worse and in fact feel is making things better. Such as, so for, for women in particular, the children feel like something that makes things better. So frequently they don't get diagnosed if they have atypical depression because their mood lifts so much when the kid does something cute or sweet or gives them a hug and they do smile then and they do feel good then. So they think, I can't be depressed. I'm happy. I'm happy that moment when my child is with me. I'm happy. I guess I guess it must be my husband or, or something like that, right? Or my job or whatever. But you could be depressed and have... Uh, these temporary mood lifts. So the relationship, is my analogy here, would end up being something like that. So you end up being somebody with depression who says, um, my marriage is a source of support to me as a depressed person. Just like my children are something that makes me happy despite that I am a depressed person. So you could get into that situation in a happier, healthier marriage, right? And so that is... um, Definitely how I feel about it personally is that the marriage is a source of comfort, right? When I am in a depressive episode, but uh, overall, am I, is, does it turn a switch in my brain and make me into somebody who will never struggle with depression again? Certainly not. And that's an unfair expectation for a person. No person can really cure another person's uh, mental or emotional issues that have been hardwired into them. Uh, genetically and environmentally from, you know, decades before they met the, the, the spouse at all. So, and, and it's really the same for anything. So if you're a woman who struggles with really bad anxiety, will you turn into somebody who has no anxiety if you marry just the right guy? No, you'll have anxiety. He may feel like a source of comfort and somebody that can make you overall feel less tense sometimes, but you will still have the same ruminative thoughts about the children's safety and and whatever it is that's your thing. Will being in the right marriage cure at a sexual abuse history? Certainly not. And this, in fact, is the one where it most feels like it will. Because when you're, again, what I call drunk on the new love adrenaline stage of, you know, the, the honeymoon stage, People, even if they have a sexual abuse history, will find themselves more uninhibited, as everybody does. So thus, they may feel like with this new person, they finally will not have any impact of the prior sexual abuse, and they will, in fact, have a healthy sex life. Yeah, until the sexual, um, you know, uh, (laughs) regression comes after the honeymoon stage, and they go back to how they felt before, which is very inhibited, very anxious, and the trauma effects are very evident. You know, so and and with with somebody who is better for you, they will be more patient and loving and you could have a better, better sex life, but they still will not make you into somebody who never experienced 
any trauma and your sex life with them will still not be anywhere near what it could be if you yourself were to work on uh, resolving and processing and working through your sexual abuse history on your own because that's endemic to you and your partner can't just make that go away no matter how great they are. No matter how supportive and loving your partner is, they can't make you somebody who's not um, wired a certain way, you know? So anyway, I hope that this was useful. And um, I will talk to you guys soon. Please do join my Facebook group and subscribe to my podcast and follow me all over everywhere. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.